Namaste and welcome back to another episode of The Sapient. Today, we have yet another guest. Welcome, Luneria. Thank you very much, Ganesh. Lovely to be here. First of all, I hope I spelled your name right. <laughs> it's always a tricky one. So so sometimes mm-hmm. I get Lunaria Gaia. I get um, Lunaria Gaia. I get Lunaria. It's Lunaria Gaia. That's how you pronounce Lunaria. my name. Mm-hmm. But, you Got know, it. whatever works, you can call me Luna as well, because my friends do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always stay away from the second names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's just a mind. You know, you step on it, boom. <laughs> Mistakes <laughs> every time. Mistakes every time. Well, interestingly enough, yeah. because the, because Gaia can be, uh, rec- I would think, maybe recognized internationally. I don't know, because mm-hmm. it means Earth, right? So I don't know if that's just mm-hmm. an English thing. But, it, you yeah, know, another that's word That's definitely for... an English thing. <laughs> definitely an English thing, right. Yeah, so Gaia, Gaia means... Well, it's mm-hmm. actually from Greek. Mm-hmm. Gaia, Gaia is the is from, from Greek mythology what Mother Earth mm-hmm. would be known as, which is why it's my surname. Got it. And yeah. Yeah, so I usually just, uh, uh, you know, like stay away from second names. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, with few people, they have like three names. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm just good with the first name. I don't want like another two names. <laughs> like Madonna. Um, you know, Madonna's only got one name. It's enough. Like Rihanna, yeah. it's enough. We don't we don't need more. And for you, Ganesh, I mean, that's a pretty mm-hmm. that's a pretty powerful name. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people have like difficult time pronouncing it. Oh, did I pronounce it correctly? Yes. I mean I mean you 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 pronounced it for a white person, like enough. <laughs> Okay, so tell me how I pronounce it for a, for not a white person. Tell, tell me how I meant to pronounce it. So you would say Ganesh. Ganesh. Yeah, the na is na. Okay. Na. It's na. like you, you you roll you roll your tongue little bit even inwards and then just throw it. So na. Ganesh. Gan, like in Spanish, if I would with it with a with an n accent, you might not know Spanish. So say, you say it again to me and I'll say it back to you. Ganesh. Ganesh. Yes, yes. Now, you, now you're becoming a brownish person. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting browner. Gan, Ganesh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. It is, it, it is a new week and mm-hmm. I've had some amazing, um, had a really, I suppose, I did lots of new things this week, the week that just went. So coming mm-hmm. into into this fresh week, there's um, it feels full of spring and newness and ideas and you know, like the, it feels like the sun is shining, the the birds are the birds are mating, the flowers are flowering. It's all uh, it feels fresh and new, and it's a new moon too. So it's like there's a there's mm-hmm. more energy than what it has been in the last few weeks, I reckon. Mm-hmm. You know what? what about like, you? I am doing like good as always. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's very interesting to me whenever I ask an author, how are they doing? They go on this like detailed <laughs> answers and whenever I talk to any other regular person, how are you doing? They're like, yeah, I'm good. And that's it. <laughs> and authors go in this incredible detail that I like. And I, I have learned over a period of time that if a person talks in length about how they are doing they they are supposed to be like creative people ah. because they are looking at their life very creatively and just um they they are even looking at themselves from a third point of view it's not like i'm mm. looking at life 
but mm. they are looking at me looking at life it's like little yeah. kanye west kind of theory ah oh, i you you've opened up something inside of me ganesh <laughs> i'll practice that um <laughs> because very often it would be people like my mother for example would ask me how I, how i am and all she wants mm-hmm. to know is am i good yes <laughs> but my answer is like i'm like physically emo- emotionally mentally or spiritually like 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 what's the, what do you really want to know and because i don't really mm-hmm. talk surface very well i'm not a good small talker yeah. um, i can do it but i don't like it mm-hmm. because of that reason i'm like well of course i'm going to give you the the truest answer that i can <laughs> that i can mm-hmm. fathom within the context of um of the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> but that yeah, makes me that... honest i get it <laughs> yeah and it it also makes you like kind of unique <clears throat> because yeah i i don't know why it's only with authors not even with like singers or music writers it's only with authors yeah. people who write a lot right and yeah yeah i don't know why i think it's it might be out of habit that they have written so much that they need to express themselves in in like using many words yeah or i don't know what it is but that is something that always like um uh, at uh, you know like attracts me to a person i'm like okay like okay this person knows what like they are t- talking about um, mm. yeah i'm really so let's grateful talk i'm really grateful your... that you said that really grateful <laughs> that you said that <laughs> yeah and you know also any time that i mention this an author goes oh really i did not notice that about me <laughs> i i did actually and it's been about a month I, like only in the last month i'm like Wow, I cuz I was with friends recently and mm-hmm. um friends that I don't spend a lot of time with but I was away with them and mm-hmm. and someone asked how's the temperature in the car and oh. and and I gave her an answer like an author would, right? I said mm-hmm. I was just pondering how how utterly comfortable I felt and how and how the temperature in my body was was you know perfect and and one of them turned around and said it's never just a straight answer with you is it <laughs> and in that yeah. moment I had this blinding flash of the obvious of everyone else would say I'm fine thanks or I'm a little hot or I'm a little cold I yeah. I told a story <laughs> yeah. you wanted to make a book out of it <laughs> clearly um, as i would say so let's talk your book imperfectly uh, sorry perfectly imperfect yeah yeah what is it's... this book about this book is your complete guide to loving yourself and loving your body mhm yeah and why should people love their bodies oh because it is the vessel to which we live in this life it is the only mm-hmm. vehicle that we have that mm-hmm. is bringing us bringing our consciousness to this planet you know that that it's the vessel to carry our soul or you know our to to carry our consciousness that is how we get to express our body is the antenna to mm-hmm. consciousness as far as i'm concerned and we currently live in a world that is mm-hmm. obsessed with making it look a certain way mm-hmm. rather than being able to tune into how it actually uh not only serves us but how we can serve it and and what kind of relationship that we might have with it so the book is about both of those things people would come to me because they they think they hate their bodies and to me i would tell them that <laughs> they think they hate their bodies but they actually have a poor relationship with themselves and when we heal the relationship with themselves their their relationship with their body also heals it's an extension of okay 
Luna, do you think that people giving like two shits about what people say about them also harms them? Yes. Yes, they do. I, I mean, like, I, I, it harms them when we give a shit about what anybody thinks positive or negative. Mm-hmm. If we're worried about criticism, then that mm-hmm. harms us. But also if we, if we desperately need the praise, if we need mm-hmm. the acknowledgement or the validation, do you like me? Do you, do you want me? I, am, do you approve of who I am and what I do? If we are seeking that and getting mm-hmm. it, that's just as destructive as the criticism and the judgment. It gets, it, it becomes, yeah, it's just as high. It's just as destructive because it's external rather than internal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel like, you know, this generation of social media kids, like give, give too much shit about what other people think. Yeah. And yeah. They, they do not reflect on who am I and why am I like this? Yeah, and, and interestingly enough, I think that then we end up moulding ourselves to what we think a certain audience might want us to be or how they mm-hmm. want us to be. And I say audience, I don't necessarily mean just on social media and people who are watching us, but mm-hmm. in the world. Who, like, you might find this. Where are you from, Ganesh? I'm from India. You're from India, right? So. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but there can be in Indian cultures a, a, a huge pressure to do what your parents want you to do. You do what your parents are told, tell you to do. Yes. Is there, I mean, even as adulthood, right? Like if your parents want you to be a doctor, then you best go be a doctor. Or is there a lot of pressure in Indian culture, do you think, to to do what your parents tell you to do? As a kid, yes. In in, in Especially in those houses who are like upper middle class. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's the challenge. Like either they wanted to be an engineer or a doctor. And even, even if you're an artist, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, just, just, be, just get a degree and then do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't that curious? Because if, if university isn't something that speaks to you or if engineering or if being a doctor doesn't speak to you, some of the mm-hmm. hardest people to not give a shit about what they think is our family mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. There's a there's a society, a culture within our families, right, of what is expected mm-hmm. or what is not expected. And it goes both ways. You might have a family who have high expectations of you to succeed in, in a certain field of academia or whatnot, like go, go to university at the very least. But there also can be an expectation that you will be – you won't shine, like that mm-hmm. you won't get too big for your boots. I don't, I don't know if that's an Indian culture, but in Australian culture, we have something mm-hmm. called tall poppy syndrome. Have you heard of tall poppy syndrome? Nope. No. So you can think of a poppy, a, like a poppy uh-huh. is a flower in a field. And if, mm-hmm. if one of those flowers grows too tall, mm-hmm. it gets chopped down. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in Austra- Australian culture, they don't, I say they, I know I'm Australian, but I don't prescribe to this culture. In mm-hmm. Australian culture, they don't like people who are too shiny, too like that. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't want show offs. We don't want you to be too successful. Australians love an underdog and they love a battler. There's even a saying for it, mm-hmm. the Aussie battler. And there's a lot of pride in being a battler, like someone who battles, who struggles mm-hmm. along and, and whose life is hard. There's a lot of, Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, praise in that. So if you want mm-hmm. to be successful, if I want to be successful in my life, 
I am mm. more likely to get shut down by my peers, even my family, because of being successful. Mm -hmm. So it's not doesn't yeah. work, just work one way. Yeah, in India, it's not like that. It's like once you become even like half successful, people start respecting you. Ah, and they yeah. say, okay, you know what? Like we were clearly wrong. Um, because like parent attitude, attitude is so simple. Like millions of people want to become an actor. What, what are the chances you will become one? Like they are not doubting your capabilities. They're just saying, if you look at statistics, you won't make it most probably. It's a numbers game. Yeah. And yeah. In, Indians are emotional, but when it comes to money, they're very practical. Okay. Like. It's it's weird if you if you if you have ever even like lived lived for two days with an Indian, you, mm. you will be able to notice how quickly like they can switch from emotional to practical, and that and once that practicality comes out, they'll be like very ruthless. Yeah, it's like yeah, it, it's like you know like if it, if you told an elder Indian like yeah you know what I am I I wrote this book and you know. It, it was doing good. And if you use it was doing good, they were like, Luna, just stop writing. It's not doing good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like that. Like if, no if you want them to be practical, yeah, they will be practical very quick. <laughs> how how does that how does that play out in terms of I'm so curious about self-esteem? Like when you think about, you know, I mean I'm a self-esteem confidence mm -hmm. expert, confident like, you mm -hmm. know, I'm someone who specializes in that. How does that play out for self-esteem, do you think, for you or your culture? I think, I think in Indian society, self-esteem and self-confidence is built through culture and heritage. Mm. So they, you know, like usually parents will teach their children, you come from this particular bloodline. You know, your elders were this and this and this and they did this. So you have the same immense capacity that they have and you better achieve something. Yeah. And then what happens if you, if you don't want to, like if you, uh, so, so the standard of achievement, just say you don't want to follow in the footsteps, footsteps of your, of your bloodline, or if you'd like, mm -hmm. I don't know how your parents feel about you making a podcast. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's in alignment with it. Yeah. Like... So when I say about, you know, like uh, about our elders, when, when they talk about that, they, mm -hmm. they just talk about greatness. They were like, these people achieved this without any help. You know, yeah. so mm. you have the same capability. If you want, you can achieve it. And, yeah. you know, in India, the thing is, you have to realize, Luna, we are 1.5 billion people. Yes. And, you know. Billion. It's a B. Yeah, it's a B. Uh, it's a B, B for big. <laughs> B for big. <laughs> and, you know, we we are competitive by nature. That's something that Indians absolutely mm. like are. Even in smallest things, they will just start competing for nonsense. It doesn't even make sense sometimes. Um, so, yeah, like people want to achieve something, but if you don't achieve it, it's fine. You know, Okay. because many parents prefer like, you know, just get a government job. Just, just you know, just be average. It doesn't matter. And yeah. for many families, that's the greatest achievement you can achieve. Like just get a government job. Yeah. And okay, so then how do you how do you see that playing out with happiness? If we come back to like the the fulfillment of our souls, mm -hmm. so to speak, obviously do the practical things of <clears throat> go get a job that mm -hmm. that pays well. You know, that's a that's a yeah. decent paying job that can take care mm -hmm. of you and your family. 
how, how does how does happiness then relate to that because one thing about india is like happiness is like a very combo kind of thing because okay. you're always in with your family like <clears throat> i'm 26 i will never move out of my house you know to western standards i cannot yep right yeah. because my my parents are getting old and if they need help i need to be here like it's that yeah, simple right. yeah and you know and somehow india has retained its spirituality over this many millennia mm. that it's really not hard to be happy in india that's why you see a lot of lot of you know struggling people to just be happy and you yeah. know not go overdose themselves or you know kill themselves like western countries mm. and that is not something that people understand if 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 a person's from united states let's say they do not understand that concept they're like okay but how does it work like how why do you help your parents you know like uh, and i'm like yeah because i'm not an asshole and also i have a responsibility towards my family right you know they yeah. took care of me for 18 or 20 years and then i need to take care of them for the for their last 18 20 years that's what you yeah. do yeah and this this phrase like that's what you do is is very important in indian culture because there are many reasons uh, there are many like practices that you cannot give reasons to okay and the reason is this that's what you do that's what you do it's yeah, a dumb like for thing. example, yeah, for example, if your uncle is old, right, and he doesn't have any children, you know, or uh, you know, you take them in in your house, they live with you until they die, and yeah. the reason is that's what you do. Like, you, you cannot ask questions around that, and you know the you know the biggest thing, the best thing is in India, if you don't take care of your parents, you're considered you're considered as an asshole. Like, you know, you are yes. just a corrupt person. Yeah, that's the one thing that I love about our culture. Yeah, and I, I've I've seen that I, that there is this, there will come a point where like that's a very selfless thing in, in from a yeah. from a Western culture for me that's selfless yeah. to mm-hmm. think that we would put our lives aside or on pause mm-hmm. to 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 take care of our parents. Yeah. I also think that there's a uh, something something goes wrong in in Western mm-hmm. culture as far as I'm concerned because we mm-hmm. don't take care of our elders. They yeah. they get abandoned like completely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even even when they're well, you know, my parents are in their seventies uh-huh. and they're mm-hmm. and they're well and they're functioning like they're fine. They don't need me. Mm-hmm. But my other siblings don't spend a lot of time with them at all um, mm-hmm. yeah. because they've been living their own life. And to me, I'm like, as you say, like you guys are assholes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. These, I don't always like my parents, but they uh-huh. brought me here and they, you know, put a roof over my head for 20 years. There's a certain sense to me yeah. of duty to, it's not even repaying them. I think it's just what, mm-hmm. I think it's how it should be done. We ought to look after our yeah. elders in the way that they looked after us. Yeah. You know, like I was talking to an elder person here mm. and I talked to them about the concept of retirement villages. Yeah. And and they could not like wrap their heads around it. They were like, Okay, so what do you do there? I'm like, you just live. Uh, okay, who who is with you? And I was like, caretakers. And she assumed that caretakers were like family. Yeah, no. <laughs> she was like, oh, I get it where old people live and you know, young, younger people also live. I'm like, no, like they are paid employees. And she was yeah. like, like, you know, like that concept was so like foreign. Mm. And, and, you know, like I even in India, we have 
heard this sentence like i want to live my own life i'm like and you know even even our supreme court said right like you don't have to you know shadow your parents 24 by 7 right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you might have to spend like two to three hours with them each day that's all and yeah. you know it's it's amazing how happy you would be because you know you you as you said you know you definitely don't have to like your parents and they don't have to like you back mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if everybody liked each other constantly then this world would be very boring hey bud correct right yeah. you know to make it interesting they need to hate you you need to hate them they, you need to have flaws they also yeah. need to um, you know reflect on their own uh, faults and you can point it out mm. definitely um, mm. but yeah like you know like this this concept of i need to live my own life you know what our supreme court did <clears throat> because like a few people were ab- abandoning their parents yeah. you know and their their parents could not go anywhere and they were all, almost in a homeless situation wow uh, so supreme court said you know what like fuck you um, you know if you don't take if you don't take care of your uh, parents you're not uh, you do not have rights to their ancestral properties too well that makes makes good sense you know you don't get the inheritance if you aren't going to yeah. take care of them because otherwise yeah. they become like a ward of the state then then the government mm-hmm. has to look after them which happen this is what happens in Australia all the time it's it's quite a common thing uh, as as you're talking i i'm sitting there thinking to myself oh my god i could not spend 3 hours a day with my mother every mm-hmm. day like yeah. I, like when i oh, if either of my parents i'm like oh my like mm-hmm. i don't, i don't i mean but i suppose if you've mm-hmm. done that forever yeah but luna like even even if you do if you start doing it today right yeah this this particular thing like oh my god i have to spend 3 th- hours a day it's not like 3 hours exactly it's like no, you know like um you know you, you sat down for a breakfast or you cooked or they cooked or you know like just social touch points right and probably within like 15 days that awkwardness would be gone because you'd just be like in the habit of it yeah yeah it's interesting because i don't i mean for me personally i don't think it's awkwardness it's um it's <laughs> i Friction. suppose Well no it's frequency if mm-hmm. i would say that i'm i'm really mm-hmm. careful who i who i let into my into my inner circle so from a maybe mm-hmm. from a spiritual perspective i it's important that i surround myself with people who are on a similar vibe to me so that mm-hmm. i can i'm on a mission to do work in this world so if mm-hmm. i'm having conversations with people of consciousness that you know that that isn't anywhere near my level of consciousness it tends mm-hmm. to it tends to dampen dampen is that the mm-hmm. word uh, it, it sort of clouds my mm-hmm. ability to stay centered in my own in my own energy source i, I don't know how mm-hmm. how do you find that of like i like i'm very so, different mm-hmm. consciously i mean my parents are the thing is like you know like okay this is a concept that i have heard before <clears throat> not exactly but you know like i have seen, i have heard, i have seen and heard people say that if if i live, live with my parents i won't have my space um yes. of you know mental or spirituality and i'm like no that's not uh, truthful um mm-hmm. because i see my brothers right because i have too many brothers and sisters not of my own but you know in my family right um, okay yeah so because my grandfather had like uh, nine kids so mm. there are a lot of cousins and i see my brothers living because my brothers are married and um, you know my sister in law's parents they don't have a son okay so they also come and live with my my brother and mm-hmm. you know of course my brothers are 
you know and his parents so it's like totally six people in one one house right and you would yeah. think oh my god like no fucking privacy at all no they they hardly talk to each other they hardly talk to each other and yeah know, it's not like because everyone has their own designated places in their house and they just sit there mm. uh, the best the best way to imagine is if anyone has seen friends just just imagine how they sit in their own places every time in the cafe in the center park cafe right yeah it, yeah it's that it's like that right if if a person is old you know they'll <clears> probably sit outside for one or two hours a day just to sunbathe and talk to people and they go out mm. so it, it it's like they also have their own lives so it's not like they're constantly you know bothering you and it's yeah. not it's not like you know you're probably uh, you know walking into them so it's like it's yeah. like it's just imagine it's like six friends living in one house just sleeping uh in the in one house rather than doing anything else housemates housemates yeah housemates yeah. yeah that's the best way to put it forward and also you have to you have to understand that if you have kids kids grow better yes in a, in a family environment because there are you know two or three people taking care taking care of that particular kid if even if the mother is working it doesn't really matter because you know there are grandparents within the household taking care and who are making sure there is structure right because yeah you know in india like smacking is a very very easy thing smacking a mm. kid if it does something yeah. wrong and i am like not against it as long as it does not cross few boundaries mm-hmm. i feel like kids should know like consequences and helicopter yeah. parenting you know by the way which which is psychologically proven to uh, uh uh to lead to a very sadder life that is helicopter parenting yeah uh, for yeah. the kid so in india it's like you know like if you do if you do something wrong as a kid a random stranger on the on the, uh, on the street won't uh, you know like think about uh, just leave it it's not my kid he's going to take mm-hmm. care of it he or she you know they will immediately like take action and that te- action can be verbal they can you know come to a parents they can go to a grandparents and it's very instant and it's very taken seriously also yeah so from day one you're taught to live in this particular society and respect it but yeah. you can also have your own fun Yeah so what, I, what I'm really hearing here about the, the the respect seems really mm. prevalent like even in the house yes. you're talking about like if you with your family that's housemates that you're yeah. living together <clears throat> it's not this overbearing everybody's involved mm-hmm. in what are you doing where are you going who are you having you know like there's not necessarily yeah. they don't on, care yeah i no they truly don't care it's it's just yeah. like as long as you are doing good and you're not being an asshole and just not you know crossing all the boundaries of society they don't they don't care you do whatever you yeah. want yeah and so i then wonder i wonder it's kind of like the chicken and the egg because mm-hmm. i i don't think that in western culture we get taught respect very well uh you know i don't think that's something Sorry, particularly now western western world don't doesn't understand respect at all at all like, yeah i well, i think yeah. yeah west western society does not have any hierarchy if you think about it and certainly you don't respect elders like there is there is there mm-hmm. is none of that like yeah. and, and to me it's gets getting worse like i i did like we kind of raised it like we wouldn't back talk to a teacher or mm-hmm. a or a parent you maybe we would yeah. but we, we would get punished for it um <laughs> but it we're, we're in 2023 and it's woke culture and you can't say mm-hmm. you can't say shit to kids anymore like yeah 
Yeah, and I but, appreciate but we want to look is, after their emotions, but yeah, mm. but but if you look at Eastern countries, they they, they just don't give a fuck about a kid's thought. No, uh, correct. Yeah, they're like you're just a fucking kid, like you don't know shit. Shut the fuck up, and they just beat you. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, and then I, I suppose I wonder then, Ganesh, what happens? Like, mm. what? How does the adult turn out? If the child so adult been... turns out understanding, um, you know, mm. back then I was dumb. They don't understand that because you know there are rebels, right? In every every countries, there are rebels mm. in every every class of a, of a of a um, school has a rebel, right? Who will do yeah. absolute worst fucking things <laughs> that could mm. be like even tried out as war criminals. <laughs> yes, naturally. But when, when they grow up, they understand. Okay, like I was doing something really fucking dumb, mm. and you know because. You see, like if 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 they did not face the consequences of what they did, they yeah. they would not be in a position where, when they grow up, they would be like, okay, I was really dumb, because they did not face it. Mm. Mm. You know, the biggest thing is in India, if if someone smoked a cigarette, right, as as a kid, and if their parents get get to know, yeah, the the hell is about to come down, and you know, give a special delivery to that kid. Yeah, like. Not only from parents, but if their uncles get to know or if brothers get to know, like yes. it is severe, right? And that's the kind of consequence that you know it is taught. Like you, you, you are not supposed to do these things. And if you ask them why, they will just give one simple reason: it's bad. And your kid, you don't understand. Mm. And it's very mm. and and the worst thing in other other cultures that I say is they treat a kid as an adult. Yeah, like as if they know everything. Yes, you know. of course they don't. We were talking before about about not giving a fuck what other people thought of us, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah. those two things seem at odds to me. Like, yeah. cool. Well, as a, as an adult in in India, maybe we're caring about what what the government thinks of us, or we're caring what our parent thinks of us, or if I want to go mm-hmm. live my life, do you think that mm-hmm. it's because you've been raised that you would just look after your parents? Um, there's mm-hmm. that level of respect. Do you do you care what they think? Like, if you want to go live in America mm-hmm. and you don't want to look after your yeah. parents, do you care? Yeah, I could do that because a few of my brothers are doing that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I see their parents suffering here in India. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's like that is not human. Like. Of course, you, you can mm. go and live in the United States. Take your fucking parents with you. It's not that that much of a big deal. If you yeah, if right. you think that you will be far more fucking successful, like I don't know John Lennon or Hitler, or whoever it, it is, you will be uh. that that you know level of successful. Then you know take your parents with you. And if you think that you are going to scrape fucking toilets in United States, why the fuck did you go there in the first place? Because you, you first of all you're you're an engineer or in a very good profession. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you just if you just went there for the sake of looking at white people, I'm like, yeah, so fuck you because it's it's your, um, you know, like kid in you, in you, not an adult. You're just a kid, you know, who is just you know like a fancy wonderland that you want to go and scrape mm-hmm. toilets just to just to say to other people, I live in America. So when do you think? And coming back to that piece again, like when do you think our life becomes our own, or does it not? Is it is it, that it, after it, our parents? It's always on your own. It's always on your own. Because okay. you see, even even if you live with your parents, Luna, you have to understand. At, uh, after a certain age, they would they won't be able to support you at all. 
Naturally, yes. But I mean, but then, then you're and obliged as the support to them. goes down, no, and as the support goes down, their opinions also go down. Yeah, because right. Because understand, you know, like, okay. you know, I am not being help of help to my child and I cannot, like, keep criticizing them for what they do. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you do whatever you want. Like, you know, it's not an issue. But you see, you have to understand that, you know, like parents are not that critical uh, to your life. Like, critical meaning, you know, they're not, like, the best criticizers of your life. Mm-hmm. They will just say, you know, like, let's say, I, I know, today I went to my mother and said, you know, I want, to, I want to start a business. They will be like, okay, but where will you bring money from? And if I say I will take a loan, she will be like, okay, how are you plan to, you know, pay it back? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's just a conversation of practicality rather than emotions. Yeah, and, and then are you talking to them about that because you want their advice? You are wanting their approval? Like, like why mm-hmm. go to them at all as an adult? Because... Because you're living in the same house and it's your responsibility to be transparent to your own parents at least. Yeah, because and see, that, that's what should... gets me. I, I'm like, uh-huh. I, you know, I'm like sitting there going, I, to me, I but sit there and go. But it's accountability, right? Yeah. Like, you need to be accountable and transparent to at least someone in your life. You know, you, I cannot always say, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to be shady as fuck and do all these under table deals and not let anybody know. Yeah, well, I suppose that they're two different things, right? So shady, shady under the table deals is not the same mm-hmm. thing as not telling anybody about your plans, right? So you don't have to, you don't have to, mm-hmm. but it, you know, yeah. it's just like I feel like it. I'm just, I'm just giving an example. Mm-hmm. If I feel like it, I'll just go and tell it, you know, because yeah. I'm doing ten different things, and my mother knows probably like two things, and yeah. you know, she doesn't even give a fuck. She's like, why the fuck are you telling me this? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. she's like, why tell me with this? Like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, and so then I suppose, yeah, my, my, my thinking is sitting there going, when does the cord get cut? When do, when do, we, when do we stop? Around, ar- around when you uh, finish your graduation in India, usually that's 21. Yeah. Yeah, because in India, getting a student loan is rather hard. Okay. You know, so your parents do pay almost full of your education. But yeah. But once you're 18, you're expected to work somewhere, mm-hmm. either in your father's business or if in your family, if someone is doing business, you go work with them, you go learn money. Um, because money seems to be very like uh, essential in our society because they teach about money very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, how to handle money, what to do with money. Um, you know, if you, if you have excess money, what do you do? If you don't have money, what do you do? Like mm. the, and you know, then you go to somewhere and start working at the age of 18 usually. I started working yep. because my father died around when I was 12. Mm-hmm. But that's a rare case because otherwise, you know, you, once you, you once you finish like uh, your uh, 12th, 12th mm-hmm. standard, you start yep. working <clears throat> from because 18 is the legal age of working. And yeah, there are far oh, wow. under, uh, underage kids who are working, but it's just like, yeah, I have to work. I need, I'm working. But apart mm-hmm. from that, you, you, you start working and once you finish your degree, graduation, then... You know, you, you also have to understand that when you're living with your parents until 21 or 22 or in, if you're a doctor until the age of 24, 25, your mm. parents are paying your bills, your transportation, yeah. your food, your shelter, yeah. everything they're taking care yeah. of. But once you finish your graduation, that, you know, that household responsibility is slowly transferred to you. They're like, okay, this year you're going to pay 20% of the house expenses. Okay. Next year, fifty yeah. percent, and they, yeah. they they will come a day when you are paying hundred percent. 
Yeah, so that's the that's the very practical side of things in terms of the cutting of the cord. Mm -hmm. So you, of course, that is your own. You are earning your own money. You are contributing or even holding the household. That that mm -hmm. is you. Do you do you think? And I mean, obviously, you can only speak from your personal opinion, from from your experience mm -hmm. here. Um, but is there our parents pass us on? their mm -hmm. beliefs about the world, mm -hmm. about the world, about yeah. how things should be. That includes yeah. our, like all of our conditioning, all of our programming comes from our culture, our parents and our society. And mm -hmm. so if you like, when is there a point where you go, mm -hmm. I don't want to believe what you believe about mm -hmm. the world? Yes. That's what literally every generation <laughs> yeah, okay. of, yeah. Yeah. of not of human beings. They're like, yeah your beliefs are kind of like outdated we are going to farm our own uh, set of beliefs that would be outdated in another 30 years that's yeah. just a cycle that's the, the that just keeps happening do you that's find yourself being even... triggered by them like that's a very um woke no. and and modern 2023 western kind of terminology would be triggered that there yeah. are wounds from your parents hurt uh -huh. you from childhood and now you they, they get triggered in you as an adult yeah that really does not happen because trigger is not a word we use because Luna, you have to understand that Indians are like very savage people. Like okay, they yeah. don't like, they don't really think before, you know, getting violent. Like you have to understand that, mm -hmm. you know, like we're not soft people. Like we're not like, you know, the typical American who is like, you know, uh, if, if a kid does something wrong, they're like, no, you don't do it. No, you stop it. No, you stop it. In India, it's not that question. Like before even a word flew, two hands would have flown, you know, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. So it's like, it's like th th there is no place for soft thinking, soft thinking, yeah. meaning thought without action. Yep. Because if you say, I don't like this, they, they, you know, the one question is, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. are you going to change it, or are you going to take action on it, or what are you going to do about it? You know, I, you know, my mother does not know the complete English, and if I started talking English, English with her, you know, she would say, "Okay, so I don't know, I don't know English. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do about it?" Meaning, will you teach me? If not, then shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, you know, it's that simple. Like, so mm -hmm. it, you know, you 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 can rebel. Like, people of course fight with their parents all the time because of you know beliefs and rules and regulations mm -hmm. and they typically you know like break that mold when they're 18 20 because you know that's an age you, you realize right okay i have my own brain i can think on my own and this mm. is not something i want to do and they do break break apart in terms of thinking independently but you you know it's it's just like nuances of life you just you just flow through it understanding okay this is what my parents think this is what i think okay where do I f find this middle ground to just mm. go through it with the least resistance? Yeah. And so how does that play out with, with spirituality, for example? So, mm -hmm. so it seems to be that it's totally okay to question your parents. It's not like, it's like, you just mm -hmm. have to do what you're told. I mean, as a child, it sounds like you have to mm -hmm. do what you're told, but once you, yes. once you become an adult, then it's like, mm -hmm. well, actually, you know, what are the actions? What are the consequences? What are we doing about it? Like, don't just mm -hmm. talk for the sake of it. There's not, a, yeah. it doesn't sound like there's a lot of, um, like oversensitivity, as you say, softness. Yeah. There's not this like, um, molly coddling to, mm -hmm. to e every emotion that's ever been. So there's yeah. probably, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of insecurity, like who am I? Mm -hmm. What am I doing on this planet? 
it doesn't sound like there's a lot of that. Would that be fair to say, do you think, culturally? That would be prevalent if people are not, like, spiritual from childhood. Okay. And the trend is, you know, you're taught spirituality in your childhood. And from mm. 20 to 35, you stay away. You become an atheist. You are like, fuck God. And, you know, he's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. But uh-huh. once the 35, 40 age hits, you start to become spiritual again because you realize, okay, I'm not invincible. You know, like there is someone, <laughs> you know, who is more powerful than me. And they become spiritual or they go, uh, you know, find some peace, right? It's just like... Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's for you. So, so you're you're in the, you're in that age bracket of uh, of twenty to thirty five. So are you atheist right now? I'm kind of like weird because I'm like you know, I believe in God, mm. um, but I have read so much about God. I'm like, uh, I believe in this Luna. Like if you if you if you believe in any spirituality, science, fucking super science, aliens, whatever the fuck you want to call them as, mm. right? Mm. Um, you should have a relationship with that God or with that being that nobody else should understand. Ah, it's the second time I've heard that. I've heard, I heard that yesterday, that it's never going to be, no one else is going to understand your connection to God, yeah. like to spirit, to whatever yeah. it is. Not, it's like if you, if you often different. look at, yeah, if you look at, if you look at like most successful marriages, right? The both characters are like on the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm. You know, one is very cool, one is very, like fucking crazy <laughs> and yeah. they somehow make it work and apart from those two nobody will understand how they're making it work mm. so spirituality yeah, is th- like that yeah and you know if we, if we circle back to, to to me what i teach is people how to have a relationship with themselves that mm. that we are so disconnected from ourselves that the relationship people have internally with inside themselves is practically non-existent i'm not mm. sure how my my work would actually even be relevant in an Indian market based on what you're talking mm-hmm. about because I'm like it may not be a problem that people in India even experience it's sure as shit a problem mm-hmm. that people in the western world experience but I'm not sure if it's a disconnection from self mm-hmm. I don't know so it, it, it yeah here is where I think your point of view or perspective or expertise comes into play right mm-hmm. Indians suffer from being humble like that's the biggest suffering that indians go through they're far from being humble for example yeah they suffer from being humble okay right yes for example if i told you if i told you your voice is not good right mm-hmm. you would mm-hmm. this question you'd be like why do you think so right mm-hmm. but if a white person says something to an indian White meaning any foreigner or any person who has any privilege, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they say something to me. If they say, you know, you, you your spectacles is not good, that uh-huh. will hamper my confidence immediately. And I'll probably take it like very serious. But if it was from an Indian person, you wouldn't? If that Indian person had a privilege, <sighs> like if that person was successful or had better life or had anything plus 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 right like if they had anything better than mm. me and they, they said ganesh you know like i don't like your beard and i would be like okay like okay my beard looks bad um and imagine like taking 10 hits in a month like that right 10 hits like that in a month would fuck your self confidence <clears throat> up to to a <clears throat> level where it is almost like non existent yeah because if that if if i'm i'm tying some ends here together so so culturally you get raised to believe that your elders or people that are in more positions of power, right, 
or mm -hmm. power or privilege, like our parents, our elders, that kind of stuff. If there's people who mm -hmm. automatically deserve respect because they have mm -hmm. more success, therefore mm -hmm. their opinions are more valuable than your own opinion of yourself. Yeah. So I can see how yeah. that plays out because now all of a sudden, if somebody was less successful than you, told you that your spectacles, there's something wrong with them, would that matter. impact? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because sorry, okay, cool. The question yeah. would be like very practical, right? Like, let's say if I told you because you are clearly elder than me and, you know, you are far, far accomplished than my chimpmunk ass, like life. Um, yeah. You know, if if you told me something, I would take it seriously. But if yeah. I told you something, if I told you, Luna, like your earrings don't look good, then you'd be mm -hmm. like, okay, so what the fuck have you done in your life? <laughs> yeah, it. wow. This is fascinating to me. It's so fascinating to me because I, I will often speak about there being an internal and an external locus of control. And that if mm -hmm. our self-esteem, if our confidence, if our power is in the hands of other people, irrelevant of those people, right? If our power is in the hands of those, we're fucked because... Mm -hmm because it's fickle. It's always changing. You know, I might like your spectacles, but your auntie might not like them. So then do you, for, for you would then, how do you then decide whose is more important? Well, maybe your auntie, because you know them. Um, mm -hmm. But if you had two aunties who have the same jobs or the same level of privilege or power, yeah. one yeah. of them thinks you should keep your beard and the other one thinks that you shouldn't, which one do you listen mm -hmm. to? So then it, it's all about practicality, right? It's, it's all about which auntie do you like more? Okay. Yeah. Right. And do you see, do you see how then now all of our decisions are external to us? So then, like you said, if then I get 10 hits of people telling me that I'm shitty externally, then my confidence is going to, is going to crumble. So yeah. what I teach is having internal that, that my exactly. opinion of me is the most important thing. It doesn't mean it's not going to hurt when people tell me that my earrings are shit, that mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that that's, it's not going to hurt, but it's the ability to go, well, whose opinion actually matters? I mean, to me, mm -hmm. and what I ultimately teach is it, it's you with God. It's you with consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's you with, it's, it's you with your maker at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's this relationship rather than yeah. the externalization of, you know, mm -hmm. you mean you're in the public eye to, to, mm -hmm. to your extent with your podcast here. Yeah. There would be people you find on social mm -hmm. media who maybe aren't particularly kind about your mm -hmm. about you and what you do. So if we if we mm -hmm. rely on that, mm -hmm. on the good stuff, all all you know get hurt deeply by the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. We're constantly at the mercy of other people's opinions that we literally yeah. have no control over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm. that that's what I was getting to. Like that's where your teachings are. Your expertise is very uh, useful. Yeah. Because people suffer from self-doubt way too much. They do. Um, yeah, I I find that kind of weird because you see, of course, because I went through my own like shit to get understand like okay, you know what, like I am I am this, like I don't have to, uh, you know, sugarcoat shit. I'm like okay, if if and you know like almost every episode when I, when I talk to a better person than me, I, I always say you know I have a brain of equivalent to a chipmunk. Or you know, or, or an ape, you know, and uh, uh, um, you know, my brain is still in evolution process, right? That's what so I say it, to myself. Yeah, we all are, but, aren't we? Though, but I, I know that I, I am the next, um, you know, freaking Einstein, <laughs> interiorly, <laughs> right? But externally, uh -huh. I'm like very humble. I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything, and 
I feel like that balance is important. But Agreed. with many my generation kids in India, they lack that balance mm. because the line between internal and external, how you described it, that line becomes blurry. So sometimes yeah. they get confused. Okay, if 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 Luna is saying that I'm fat, like am I really fat, or she's just making fun of me, or you you understand, right? Like Mother, they, yeah. they, they will get confused, and that's why they often suffer from self-doubt. Yeah, and they're very self-critical. Yeah, that's why you would see if you uh, if you ever meet an Indian, they would probably apologize to you 20, 20 times in a conversation, far more than Canadians, and yeah. and they would mean each and every one of those. Yeah, and, and so there's apologizing about yourself, even like yeah, I'm sorry for then, existing. Yeah, and then they will follow up that apology with another apology for apologizing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of you know, and and the worst thing is you know to most of Indians like if if they apologize and you become kind of uncomfortable, they don't know what to do because they just say sorry and you're like um okay uh, you know if you if you if you react very weird, they don't know mm. what to what else to do because in human nature there is nothing else you can do ap- apart from apologizing, right? Yeah. Wow. You, know, you cannot be more kind than that. And they're like, okay, so what do I do next? Like, do I fucking, I don't know, like, <laughs> what do I do? Like, that's the dead end they hit. Yeah. And so what, what I'm hearing there with that, like I see across the globe, um, <clears throat> certainly in Western cultures, but in, 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 I'm hearing even more in probably, you know, I think that, I think that it's in human nature. We aren't mm-hmm. very, what I see in the world is that we're not very good at dealing with uncomfortable emotions. We're not very yeah. good at dealing with shame and pain and guilt and sorrow. We're not good at dealing with unhappiness and we're not good at dealing with the darkness with inside of us, what I would call the darkness, yeah. not because it's bad, simply because it's the night. It's mm-hmm. the night of our souls in the same way that our light around happiness and joy and elation and yeah. kindness and giving. Most people don't know how to deal with their shit side. And yes. so what what we end up doing with our shit side is denying it and pushing it aside, saying, I don't want to feel that way. So I'm mm-hmm. going to do everything I can to avoid feeling that way. Yeah. Depending on the culture, depending on where you're at, that will be that, will, you know, in, in Australian culture, it would be uh, drinking and shopping and gossiping and keeping busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Globally, it could be more like um, overworking overachieving, mm-hmm. studying a lot, um, keeping in other people's business rather than our own business. Mm-hmm. We do everything in our power to be able to avoid the negative emotions. But yeah. all that does is disconnects us from our true self and we end up mm-hmm. more, more, more self-doubt. We have less self-esteem and we feel disconnected from ourselves and our higher self because, because we are human. So we have the mm-hmm. whole spectrum of emotions and thoughts within us it's only Mm -hmm. our denial of them not because we want them to be in control but the denial Mm -hmm. of those parts of us actually forces it to be more powerful in our presence rather than Mm -hmm. facing them really yes exactly Mm. and yeah like don't worry luna your books will be still sold in india (laughs) people need that (laughs) people definitely need the cover (laughs) it's okay you don't need to 
You know, you don't need to change anything. Just let it be. Just let it be. Let perfectly imperfect spread out into yeah. in, in, into India for sure. Yeah, it will, it will, it will spread. That's not even a question because people need it. And in today's world, uh, trust me, people need it in today's world. I agree. Uh, because it's just a mess of messed up world that we are living in. Like, that's like something that I always fail to understand, right? Like, you are you and I'm... Okay, this sounds crazy. Let me put it a better way. Like, you as you are a person who is different than me, right? Mm -hmm. And there is no way I can assume that Luna is like me. You you are not like me, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like mm -hmm. you. And mm -hmm. people are like, okay, um, you know, just because you're different, either you're crazy or weird. And... It's... Yeah, what do you why that that was going to be my question like why do we label each other these things that makes us like i don't know assholes or just bad people in general yeah look i would think that that we we are herd creatures we are you know in in our very nature we we are pack animals like we're we're in a herd mm -hmm. and so yeah. we have a biological imperative to fit in because that's mm -hmm. safety because mm -hmm. we, we weren't always top of the food chain we haven't mm -hmm. always been the predators. So we're actually, prey, we're more likely to be prey animals in the, in the, mm -hmm. the larger kingdom. It's only now because we can, like, we have guns and we have a roof and all that kind of stuff that we have developed mm -hmm. into being a, in predators and that we can overpower other animals in. But if you put us in the jungle with yeah. a, say, like with a lion, we're mm -hmm. screwed, right? Like, we don't win that yes. battle. Like, we really, really yeah. don't. So we are prey animals in our in our mm -hmm. nature. Our lizard brain, our, our our primal need is to fit in because when we mm -hmm. fit in, we have safety in numbers. Yeah. And so, just say you're a we're a pack of zebras, and mm -hmm. and I now don't want to be a black and white zebra anymore. I want to be a black and pink zebra. So mm -hmm. I go down to the the, lo the local safari chemist, uh, you know, shopping center, and I buy I buy some pink dye, and I dye my my skin pink and I rock up to the watering hole the next day, mm -hmm. the, the, the herd is going to first try to correct the behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's going to look like something on the lines of, Oh, you can't wear that. What's wrong with mm -hmm. you? You know, like mm -hmm. you're crazy. You're weird. Um, or, you know, more subtly it'd be like, Oh, I wouldn't wear that. Mm -hmm. You know, criticism, judgment. We would get like, yeah, people would look down upon us and that's mm -hmm. the herd's ability, a uh, herd's desire, deep desire to correct the behavior. And mm -hmm. so if the herd can't correct the behavior, if I'm like, no, I'm a zebra, I want to wear pink, that's what I'm doing. If the herd mm -hmm. can't correct it, in order to keep it safe, it must reject mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So again, this biological imperative that we have to be able to fit in is mm -hmm. a sense of survival that we have. So we, mm -hmm. we, from our primal brain, mm -hmm. we must categorize people as like me and not like me. Because if it's mm -hmm. like me, I'm safer. If it's not like mm -hmm. me, I don't know. And I have to assume that it's a threat. Mm -hmm. But again, Ganesh, this is primal. It's lizard brain. And we, yeah. we actually have far more consciousness than that. We don't mm -hmm. have to abide by that. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that we've got to override our biology, so to speak, but mm -hmm. it's understanding that that's an unconscious programming that happens. 
-hmm. if you want to be a, a pink and black zebra, you might want to go find other people who are pink and black zebras, because if mm -hmm. you stay in the same herd yeah. that forces you to be a white and black zebra, you will constantly feel like you're not enough because you have to fit yeah. in. So yeah. what's more important is that we look for, to me, again, I'm, I'm always bringing people back to the internal because mm -hmm. belonging, well, let's have a mm -hmm. look at fitting in says I will do and say and be anything you want me to so mm -hmm. that I, so that I get your love and acceptance. That's yeah. what fitting in says belonging says I belong to me. I am enough as I am. And whether or not you like me mm -hmm. is not as important as to whether or not I like me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So one is an unconscious primal brain. I think for us to raise our consciousness and raise to the next level of human evolution is to mm -hmm. understand that we do not have to abide by that deep primal desire to fit in. And what's mm -hmm. more, what's going to be more healthy for us as, as humans and as evolving spiritual beings is to mm -hmm. connect in with our belonging to ourselves and maybe our higher our higher self, God, whatever you, mm -hmm. whatever you call it individually. Yeah. That's why we want to call you weird or crazy because that, mm -hmm. that is our primal being. But yeah. when it comes down to it, you and I are different because we all are right. Mm -hmm. But deep down, like our, our blood's the same color, you know, our bones do yeah. the same thing. They make grow differently, mm -hmm. but the spirit of life that exists in you, the heartbeat yeah is the same as my heartbeat. We're exactly the mm -hmm. fucking same. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like on a, on a deeper or higher level, we're exactly the same. It's just that our, mm -hmm. our costumes look different and our yeah. roles are different. The play that we are playing is different for each of us. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I would like to add like two sentences. Let me know if it's correct or just uh, anything. Do you also think like people not like labeling each other? right like i'm you know that person is weird or whatever you want to call it as mm. um mm. do you think that also comes from fear of unknown like they don't know what is going to happen after this one and second is do you, do you think like when people don't understand each other like they don't understand behaviors like why is this person doing this and that might come from you know n number of reasons mm. do you think like these like two things also like kind of push into that particular corner where uh, the, a person might label someone else something. Yeah, I, I think definitely because uncertainty is like to the mind, to the ego, uncertainty or change equals death. Like the, the ego's mind, yes. the, the mind's mind is to keep us safe. It's not their design to keep us happy. So if mm -hmm. we see something that is foreign, Yep. We automatically, like I just said before, automatically it has to be um, treated as a threat mm -hmm. if we're in that kind of primal brain kind yeah. of way, the, mm -hmm. which is why we have to label, like why we feel the need to label like, you know, me as white, you as brown. There's some practicalities mm -hmm. to that also, though, yeah. because it's like if I needed to spot you in a crowd – and the yes. easiest thing for you to tell me if we were at a festival with mostly whiteies, you'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm brown. That would yeah. make it so much easier. Mm -hmm. Like me saying yeah. I'm a wolf or I'm, you know, I've, you can't say it here, but I've got a big tattoo on my arm. Yeah. They're just really practical things that labels yeah. that make it easier for us to communicate. Like mm -hmm. the time is a, is a communication tool. If we can label things as communication tools 
rather mm -hmm. than identification with those things like mm -hmm. you 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 are brown i am white mm -hmm. um <laughs> but only on the surface if that makes sense yeah. like it's not so our ability to be able to deal with uncertainty is really important as from a from a, a happiness and a consciousness point of view because the world is uncertain yeah and if we can if we can go into the world with a sense of curiosity opposed to mm -hmm fear to me the ultimate mm -hmm. the ultimate thing is the choice between love and faith sorry mm -hmm. fear and faith love, which okay. is also mm -hmm. love so i'm not going to be stupid i'm going to set boundaries i'm not going to be like oh well, there's a bunch of thugs with guns <laughs> i'm going to go curiously go check and see if i can be love and light with them like no don't be a don't be a dickhead like be sensible about it um mm -hmm. but if i if i seek to 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 understand curiosity be more curious about the world, then, then we will have more opportunity for connection. Mm -hmm. The extension of that, that I would put with that is that most people don't understand themselves and mm -hmm. going within is terrifying. People don't want to know who they are and face their own stuff. So they sure mm -hmm. as shit don't want to face someone else's because, yeah. because they don't know their own darkness. So for me, I go deep within my own psyche and have done for many, 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 many years. So when I'm mm -hmm. with my clients or if I'm in the world and someone tells me that, you know, that, that they, that, that they were trafficked, you know, that they were mm -hmm. a sex slave and they were trafficked and, and they tell me about their drugs or what they've done, or they tell me about their kinkiest desires from a coaching mm -hmm. perspective or their thoughts. I'm not particularly confronted by any of that because, well, they're human and I get it. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, it I think that if we have looked within enough, the you don't you don't have the capacity to scare me as much because yeah. because I know deep down you're just like me, you're just human, and and so am mm -hmm. I, and I'm gonna have boundaries because you know I'm sensible. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like, yeah, I think that our ability to understand ourselves helps us understand others far more profoundly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it was Gary V who said like, be kind to those who believe you. Because they are in a bad place than you. <laughs> that's why that's why they feel uh, urge, you know, to criticize you because they are in pain and they cannot see, the, they cannot understand someone who is happy. And they're like, how can you be happy? I'm I'm in so much pain. Yeah, happy yeah. people don't try to steal happiness from other people. They just yeah, like people who love themselves don't criticize other people. Mm -hmm. They just don't. Because why yeah. do you have it? Again, if we go internal, external. Mm -hmm. happiness is within so if you're good with yourself yeah. you have no yeah. need to steal power from other people and i think that mm -hmm. if we look at the world being pretty fucked up as it is it's because mm -hmm. as far as i'm concerned let's solve the problem of the world to me as far as i'm concerned is that we will not have outer peace in the world until each person or enough people have inner peace because mm -hmm. if i'm at war with myself of course i'm going to be at war with the neighbor and that's yeah from a from a micro point of view you and me but it's also on a macro the country now i need to overpower you because i don't feel very powerful and if that's mm -hmm. the only way we know how to get power is by stealing it from others yeah then we will always be in suffering mm -hmm. but if we understand where our power is which is internal mm -hmm. and, and and consciousness then the world becomes a much happier place yeah instantly actually if everybody was doing that mm-hmm Mm. Yeah, this world is like way too fucking closed. <laughs> um, yeah, like people are people like to 
live in their confined walls of emotions or beliefs or whatever mm. it is and that's why i find like people like me very curious because i am like very open like you could talk to me about anything in this world and i am always like just listening yeah and weirdly enough i don't know why whenever i talk to like people towards the end they 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 tell me their deepest secrets i'm i'm like i did not ask for that <laughs> and you know like if i if i was vindictive i would be like okay write this shit down <laughs> you know <laughs> yes yeah but i'm like i literally do not have any like intention or any usage of this information that you're giving me mm mm like why are you giving me this because it's not necessary for me or i don't i i don't even think that i needed this information that you're giving me but <clears throat> you know i am i'm always like open and yeah that's like very rare is what i have understood Uh, in recent years and i mm. applaud you because you ha- you are able to decode this shit that um, other people are, are just looking at it for in in surprise faces uh, mm. but you are able to understand it in a deeper level and uh, decode it and help other uh, in a brain people understand <laughs> what's going on when they make a decision i certainly hope uh, so i mean that's that's my mission like you know to me i'm here mm. to I'm here to serve as much as I possibly can. Uh you know mm-hmm. my my myself in the sense of continue to do my own work but you know the things that I've learned and the things that I know help mm-hmm. people to to be more connected to be less stressed to have less self-doubt to to overcome their fears to live a life mm-hmm. that is truly powerful within themselves happy and free mm-hmm. really like you know if if I was to go butter on us for a second it's the liberation from suffering. you know when mm-hmm. we understand ourselves and we understand the mechanics and the decoding of oh yeah. thoughts aren't fact i don't have mm-hmm. to believe everything that i think just because i think mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's true so mm-hmm. and and my emotions are indicators they're just communicating something to me now all of a sudden mm-hmm. i'm at the helm of my life i now mm-hmm. get to get to control my thoughts my beliefs and my actions Mm-hmm. now you're powerful and and you won't ever have to seek externally again you have to practice it don't get me wrong but like mm-hmm. it's it's freedom and i think that every human wants that mm-hmm. but luna do you think like does it truly amaze you how simple we are like we are complicated <laughs> no no doubt but we are so fucking simple are we simple i yeah I, I, yeah I was just thinking I was like we we overcomplicate things. I think that mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot to make humans happy if yeah. we get out of the way. Like our soul mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot. Like we are really simple. Like <laughs> you're right. Our soul doesn't need a lot. Our mind convinces us yeah. that we need yes. more money and more accolades and more status and a better body and a, and a, and a wife and a husband and all these jobs and, and it's like no it doesn't because the mind is insatiable. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be satisfied. Yeah. You're right. We are we are simple. because we're animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I read this like it is so simple to be happy but it is so happy to be simple. Uh, like, you know. And yeah. you know, we are not born assholes, we just become assholes. <laughs> you know, as yeah. time progresses. Yeah, because yeah. we pass it on. We I I mm-hmm. often say that you know, we 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 cannot teach what we do not know. So, yeah. you know, my parents didn't know don't know how to be how to be happy and free. their parents mm-hmm. didn't their parents didn't their parents didn't so how how could they ever have taught me that i i've mm-hmm. gone and learned it 
if that makes mm -hmm. sense. I've learned it and pondered it yeah. and, and, and continue to, by the way, and not a, not mm -hmm. a finished, finished product yet, but like, yeah, it, it's an ever evolving consciousness. Mm. I, I still, yeah. Mm. I, I just want to like say one last thing, like, you know, mm. uh, the, the term happy I heard, I was like maybe like four or five years old and I went to um, a park and I think I did something wrong. I don't, I don't remember exactly. And when I came back, you know, my father was furious, but my grandfather pulled me aside and he asked me, okay, so you did this, right? And I was like, yes. Are you happy about it? Mm. And then I was like, okay, what the fuck is happy first of all? <laughs> because I didn't understand. And, you know, but you, you get the sense of, okay, what is the person trying to say even if you don't understand the word, right? And he was yeah. like, are you happy you did this particular thing? And I was, I was like, um, yeah, I'm not really happy about it, mm. you know. And I did not like say it out loud, but he himself said, okay, so you're not happy, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm not happy. And mm. he was like, okay, so just remember next time if something does not make you happy, just don't do it. Yeah. And that's how you stay out of trouble. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And yeah. I think that the, the distinction there that a lot of people get trapped into is the difference between um, well, happy as a state or a state mm -hmm. of being and actually yeah. pleasure because yeah. people think, oh, well, this alcohol or this drug or this food is, is making me happy. It's like, no, it's mm. giving you pleasure. And that's, yeah. that's a different thing because pleasurable mm -hmm. things too frequently tend to lead us to unhappiness, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. we're seeking pleasure the whole time and we're hedonistic. Mm -hmm. So we just get addicted to things, trying to chase happiness again externally. Yeah, I, I think when I, if I may clarify what I mm -hmm. mean when I say happy is not that I'm always joyful. It's not an yeah. emotion of happiness. It is a state yeah. of of inner knowing that all is well. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. That's what I really mean by happiness. Of like, happiness yeah. is the is the deep, the deep experience of mm -hmm. of, of knowing that you are okay, and so you can mm -hmm. be sad, angry, mad, disappointed. And still be at a state of peace and happiness um, underneath those emotions. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you're sounding like another psychologist that I was talking to. Um, she said that happiness should not be a process, but rather a result. Yeah, right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, the end She's outcome. Like, yeah, it should be end outcome. You should not always be happy because you'll be miserable. Correct. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, she said, like, you, you will dread cleaning your house, but once you're done with that, you'll be very happy that... Oh my God, my house is clean. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 It's so, not, uh, it's not immediate. Mm -hmm. It's usually, it's usually later. Mm -hmm. It's consequential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, what would be your parting words to my audience? You are enough. You were born enough. You will die enough. And all you need to do is remember that. Mm. That's a pretty strong message. <laughs> um, yeah i believe it to yeah. be true 100 percent. Mm -hmm. anyways luna it was great talking to you uh thank you very much for taking your time um Absolute and pleasure. coming on the show thank you for having me it's been great mm -hmm. and where can they find your book if they want to buy it oh yeah you can find it in lots of different places online if you just search Lenaria Gaia, that's my full name. So I'm sure you'll pop it in the show notes. It's on the screen here anyway. Lenaria Gaia, mm -hmm. Perfectly Imperfect. 
you will be able to find it. It's on Amazon. Um, I, I narrated it on Audible. So if you have an Audible subscription, you can go listen to it there. You can find it on my mm -hmm. website if you, if you would like signed copies. That's www.moreconfidence.com.au. And look, you can follow me on the socials. I'm all over all, mm. all the different social platforms. So you can go check out my podcast and my bits and you will always have daily inspired posts from me to, uh, to keep you motivated, to keep you inspired, to keep you loving yourself. Mm -hmm. Got yeah. it. And guys, her website will be in the you know episode description. So just go there and check it out. And if you like what she says, you know, which you should, by the way, and if you find yourself challenging what she's saying, just go buy her book and read it. And then write her, write her email, you know, a descriptive email of why you think that she's wrong. Yes, please, um, please do. I welcome that. <laughs> yeah, because I think she would like, she would prove you wrong very quickly. So yeah, try it. <laughs> I'd certainly be open to discussions because, you know, this is just what I've have, have concluded thus far. And uh, mm -hmm. if I have new information that, that, that changes it, I'm, I'm absolutely always open to new ways of, uh, of next levels of freedom. So I welcome all of that. Mm -hmm. yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. And guys, until next episode, take care and see you later. See ya.